good tomorrow, everybody. This is The Darker Side of Midnight. I am Matt Blaze, producer board up of The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. With me, as always, he is our local bar operator, the one, the only, Elias is here. Happy Friday to you. That is correct. And also joining us, he is the associate producer, telephone talent coordinator, phone screener, Jake is here. I'm here. Wow, that was loud. You almost blew up my eardrum. But I like that. I like the energy. It is Friday. It is the end of our work week. Though at this moment, most people are just waking up or not even awake yet because it is now 5.30 a.m. Friday morning, August 18th. So if you're listening to this show, you want to listen to The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano for the same date as this is The Darker Side of Midnight where we talk about what Frank Morano talked about earlier today. Now, one thing I did not address yesterday, and I just realized it today, was Jake is here because Ken is not. And where the hell is Ken? Now, I was told at the very last minute the other night, I guess that was Wednesday night, Wednesday morning, no, Thursday morning. Yeah, Thursday morning. Thursday morning. Was it before we left? Before he left. Okay, yeah. So that was Thursday morning, right? We uh, No, Wednesday no, morning. Wednesday morning. See, that's how, that's what happens when you're in the overnight. You forget what day it is. Wednesday morning, right before he we were done with the show, Ken said, oh, by the way, I'm out like the next three days. I go, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what do you mean you're out? And now he goes, I'm going to Puerto Rico. I go, Puerto Rico? So he said he's going to Puerto Rico with his friends, his Uh boys, as he said. But after further investigation, I find out he is on a modeling shoot, as we call him the runway model for a reason. So he is down in Puerto Rico. I don't know what he's modeling. I think, I, I don't know what this means. I heard Speedo is based out of Puerto Rico. Well, that... And the magazine, it's a specific magazine, which I didn't even know they make this magazine. Phone Screeners Monthly? No, it's called Beef. (laughs) (laughs) What is that? I mean, I'm just saying. You know, I... All I know is he is modeling in a magazine called Beef. Draw whatever conclusions you want from that. I don't know who buys this. No judgment. I think I do know who buys this. Well, listen... (laughs) No judgments. Listen, you got to work for your money. If Ken is going to be in a magazine called Beef, so be it. If you're getting paid, great. Now, I'm, I don't know if there are other people involved on the shoot besides Ken, if there will be other people joining him in the modeling shoot. I don't know what the activities are. I don't know if he's going to be in a Speedo. I don't know if he's going to be in a thong or a mankini. I don't know what's going on. But all I know is now I find out the reasons why he did not tell me or any of us until the very last minute that he was going to Puerto Rico. So when he gets back, if he gets back, I don't know what's going on. He might end up staying in Puerto Rico. They might want him for more days. I mean, Pick up he, days? Yeah. Look, here's what happens when you're modeling. They put all the models in some mansion, like the Playboy Mansion. 
that's 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 what they do now. They call like, it the beef they, house. They, they, yeah, the beef house. They model it after you have to in the Playboy Mansion, and they put all these models in a mansion, and there's like partying going on. I'm sure there's a lot of extra uh, curricular activities going on. <laughs> If you know what I'm saying, probably a little of this and a little of that. I don't listen. I, Ken's not into that stuff. That I know. That I know. I well, maybe I think so. But People can be persuaded. Let's just say you never know. We might get next thing you know. I get a call Monday and say, "Listen, I'm not coming back. I'm going to stay here in Puerto Rico and continuing my flourishing modeling career." It'll be on the opposite side of the screen. It could, it, anything could happen. That's what happens. When you go to Puerto Rico, anything could happen. Is that what they say? That's what they say. Anything could happen in Puerto yeah, Rico. Yeah, what happens in Puerto Rico stays in Puerto Rico. Um, yeah, well, if well, he doesn't come back, sure. Or, or on the pages of Beef Magazine. He might get his own Beef Magazine issue. You know, it could. Just featuring Ken. Now we know why he is not here uh, and why he told right. us at the very last minute why he is uh, in Puerto Rico. Apparently, he just didn't want us to know. So we'll see if and when he comes back. I think Frank was excited to have me here uh, in, in his place. Definitely very excited. What, why do you, what, what gave you the inclination that Frank was excited? Well, uh... You know, he, he said on the air, things are going downhill now that Ken's not here. So I think that was a good sign. Well, that would be a bad sign if things are going downhill while Ken's not here. That's not a good sign. But then he That's gave, a bad sign. But then he gave me a pen that says uh, 77 WABC, the other side of midnight as a, as a Let me gift. See that. Yeah, Let me yeah. see this pen. Yeah, it's a, it's a shiny pen. Uh, looks bronze, but probably isn't. Wow, this is a fancier pen than he's usually giving out, I think. It's, Look at this click. Look, listen. It's the uh, the click pen. That's a solid click. Yeah, he wanted to give you a little souvenir as you all would be going heading back to school soon. That's Is that right. correct? That's right. So he now you have a Frank Morano souvenir. I mean, I'm going to be a the pen. most popular guy in school with this uh, now. I know you're going to cherish that pen. I don't know. You might not want to use that pen. This you is a might, chick magnet, this pen. Well, you might want to encase it in glass and frame it and put a little plaque given to me by the one and the only superstar, Frank Morano. I'll cherish, this, this will be what I bring on, on show and tell day. I'll there pass this down generation to generation. <laughs> That's true. But will I say, you know, Jake Jr., what, 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 they, you know, that was Jake yesterday. Jake the 2nd. Yeah, the 2nd. Jake the 3rd. The 55th. Who knows? Who, how many Jakes? Maybe you'll name every son you have, Jake. But you'll be like George Foreman. In a perfect world. It, you, you never know. So that's what. Um, so you got a pen from Frank. I know. You, you jealous? You, I didn't get one. I never got a pen from Frank. I got a magnet from Kate May. That's and, something. And I got um, Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant socks from Frank that he gave me for commemorating WrestleMania three. I got that. Uh, so I, I, I that's take, something. Yeah, I'd take, the I'd socks, take yeah. it. That's a win. I mean, I you can wear socks. socks. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. And I got a hat. What do we get? What are those hats we got that there? That was a 20, Elias? I think that was a... Um, Staten think, Island, uh, no, not Staten Island. Brooklyn the, um, Cyclones. The Brooklyn Cyclones, because Frank used to work for the Brooklyn Cyclones. So he, was, he went to, what was it, 20-year some, something? It was, I, th I think it was the 20-year commemorative hat oh. for the Brooklyn Cyclones, and that was 
The date on it was 2020, so I assume the Brooklyn Cyclones opened. So we got an older hat. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? I don't know. I don't know why. It I was didn't really look old. at it. I didn't look at the hat. Like I just, I just took it and threw it in my bag. You I know, didn't really pay attention. I, I, I was, I was a little tired, and when I was looking at it, the Brooklyn Cyclones, the B is the same exact font as the B of the Boston Red Sox. Really? And, and so you would think that maybe they would think about changing it up. But he, I think it's literally exactly the same thing. And I, I was like, oh, a, a Boston Cyclones hat. I, I was really confused for a second. I don't know. That, that was his big gift to us uh, was uh, hats and pens. And look, I got socks. I mean, they're cool. I'm not going to wear them. I'll, I'll, like I said, I'll, I'll put them up somewhere but on can, display. But can you write a grocery list with those See, socks? See, that's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing. A pen is a very useful thing. But you better watch out because... Frank has been known, and he admits this all the time, that he sticks pens in his ear. Oh. So I hope that's not a pen that Frank was sticking in his ear, and it will give you a little extra It does something. smell a bit earish, but the weird thing about the pen was- Is it a little waxy? Yeah, it's a little waxy, but when he handed it happened. to me, he did say it was on the condition that every day you I spend at least 10 minutes writing all my favorite things about him. <laughs> about Frank. Uh, yeah, you, well, that's, you got to keep him on the brain. That's what he wants you to do to make sure that you're always thinking about him every time you use the pen. Now you might be thinking about that. He had it in his ear 10 seconds before he gave it to you, which is also very possible because that's, that's Frank. So today, of course, Friday is ask Frank anything day. And we had some decent questions. I will say. A little more decent than uh, last. No, last. I don't know. I mean, sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad. So I did jot down some questions as we do, as we decide who's going to be the winner. And I thought it was interesting when Frank was asked who his favorite Beatle was, meaning of George, Paul, John, and Ringo. And Frank said Ringo. Now, I know that Frank is no musician in any capacity. Now, I don't even know if I would have said Ringo, and I'm a drummer. And I also do know that Ringo is a lot better of a drummer than he's given credit for. Not the greatest. He's no Bonham. Bonzo was the greatest drummer of all time. He's no Neil Peart. But he's a pretty, he was a decent drummer. Even I wouldn't say that was my favorite Beatle because if I'm looking at the Beatles and you're looking at George Harrison, John Lennon, Paul McCartney, and Ringo Starr, Ringo's the least talented of all the Beatles. There, yeah, there's no I one. mean, John and Paul are the one of the greatest songwriting teams in music history. George Harrison, right up there with them. People don't realize, the songs that George wrote, My Guitar Gently Weeps, I mean, I genius. I think Something is perhaps the best love song yeah. out there, yeah. Genius. Who does Frank Ringo, and what does Ringo have? Ringo has, it's Ringo's star and his all-star band. And the band is never the same people. It's different all supposed all-stars that rotate. They're not even the same people. I cannot name you one Ringo Starr song. I don't know. And I'm looking. I'm no great. I got big, one. You do? Octopus Garden. 
Yeah, there you That's go. That's the only one, and they let him. It's like, okay, Ringo, we'll let you. We'll let you yeah. give. We'll let you get a song on the album. I mean, I know no, but I'm saying like even of his own, like solo albums, oh, his no solo clue. career. I have no idea. Now I know he has a few, like one or two. Like I, if you're deep into the Beatles, you'll probably know a Ringo song, but I don't know any Ringo songs. Another thing. Ring, I think every Beatle is knighted, knighted by either the the Queen. It was, I think, all by Queen Elizabeth. But right. Ringo, I'm pretty sure, is the only one who was knighted for his charity work and not for his musicianship. Not for, not for being a Beatle. Nope. Yeah, so we have, I'm looking at the list that we have in our system of Ringo Starr songs, and there's quite a few. And I don't know these songs. I mean... I'm sure if I played one or two, we might actually recognize it. But but the fact that they don't have a name, that's that's the problem. Well, we don't. The fact is that yeah, like that you can't. I can't name one Ringo Starr song off the top of my head. Like I can name John Lennon songs. I can name Paul McCartney songs. I can name George Harrison songs. I cannot name a Ringo Starr song. I mean, I can now because I'm looking at a bunch of them that we happen to have in our system, but off the top of my head, I couldn't, I'm looking at these titles and I don't even know what they sound like. Like, I'm sure, because that has happened to me before where I have seen Ringo Starr songs in a list and I played it, I go, oh, I know that song. But by looking at it, I don't know the name. So of course, Frank, that's his favorite Beatle. And he tried to frame it like, oh, Like, nobody would say Ringo Starr as their favorite, so I'm going to say, well, no one says it because he's the least talented one. Because he's nobody's favorite Beatle. That's the reason. He's nobody's favorite Beatle. This is the same logic. That's why he's ordering swordfish at a diner, and he's picking Ringo Starr as his favorite Beatle. Well, the only thing I could say that I know that Ringo did right is he married Barbara Bach, who was real hot, I mean, she's older now. I'm sure she's still hot. Yeah, she's in even it at her age. She was in it for the. Uh, for she the was in that days. movie in the, in the early '80s. The movie I was Caveman, I think it was called, something like that. The Barbara Bach and it's Ringo's wife. They've been married for a long time. That's the, he did. He was he was he did a good job there with getting Barbara Bach. But other than that, Ringo's... every year with the All Star Band, that's different people. I mean, please, that's your favorite Beatle. Give me a break. Yeah, Ringo's biggest success is keeping the same wife longer than any of the other Beatles. That's true. He's definitely well, John. St- I mean, John died. Yeah, so he, I count. I count Yoko as a um, the one who broke up the Beatles. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I I think everybody counts that count, counts true. her as that. But I would say as soon as you know John passed, uh, I would say that marriage is officially over. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying he died. It's not like if he was still alive, they could still be married. I will say this for Ringo. Well, I don't know. He is one of my favorite two living Beatles. He is? Yes. Yeah, yes. one of my favorite two living Beatles. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. You want you, Should I get Rimshot? Rimshot. Rimshot. For that one? Rimshot? All right. The other thing, uh, someone called, they asked Frank about an indecent proposal, but like I, I, it, the answer that he gave is so convoluted. The question itself was convoluted. When this guy called... Uh, he was giggling from the start. He was like, <laughs> "Yeah, he thought it was a great, like a great question." <laughs> he was like, hey, "Hey, have you seen the movie Indecent Proposal?" Yeah. And then he was like, "I wonder what Frank would do for the money." 
He just kept going and I was like, all right, all right. And we so put then, him on. so the way, so he meant to ask the question in the way of how much money would it take for you to give your wife away is basically, I think, what the question to Frank was supposed to sound like, but it didn't. No, it made it like the opposite, like. How much money? What would you do? Or how much would your wife sell yeah, you off for? It was like, yeah, it was this weird, and, and his answer was, you know, well, I guess that's up to Rachel. I, I don't know. And Frank didn't really answer the question, even to understand it by the standard that he knew it was, the, that the guy meant, because he didn't even want to go there. Mm. Because you know why? Because it's Frank, and the price probably wouldn't have been that high, because all in his head, he's thinking about how he can take the money and go shoot craps. That's what he's thinking right away. So in his mind, he's already lost the money is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's so he's not like, you know, it's like it's like when a, a junkie, you know, they're selling drugs or they, 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 have to sit, they have to get money for drugs, right? And they'll sell something that's worth like $20,000 for like $200 because they just want the money to sell drugs, to get drugs. So that's the same with Frankie. You know, obviously, there's no price to put on your wife for real. There is no price. In the movie, I don't even remember how much it was in the movie. But, like, in Frank's mind, I'm sure the number wasn't that high because he's like, well, I need to go gamble because he's got that. He's he's a junkie. He's like a gambling junkie. He needs the fix. So that was an odd question. Now, the other question that I liked from Brandon and – Brandon listens to the podcast, so big shout out to Brandon. And I know because the question he said to Frank was, why do you love diners so much but not fast food or chain restaurants? And Frank went into a real long, lengthy answer about chain restaurants and why he doesn't like chain restaurants. And his answer had absolutely nothing to do with the food itself. Well, I shouldn't say that. Not I would say nothing, but the majority of his answer was that he doesn't like chains because chain restaurants because back in the day before chain restaurants existed, when you went to a town, they had their own restaurants. And then you went to another town and they had their own restaurants, so you didn't have the same thing. And he liked that better. Now, he said that's the reason he doesn't like chain restaurants. That reason. But then he also goes into saying he doesn't like them because if you go to one chain restaurant in, say, Baltimore, and you go to the same chain restaurant, let's say, in Dallas, it's going to taste the same. Hey, dude, that's the reason why people go to chain restaurants because they want to know that it's the same. They don't want to go and look for other restaurants and not know what they're eating and not know what they're getting and not know what it tastes like. Some people are like that. So what is wrong with that? But for you to just write off chain restaurants for that and the other convoluted, ridiculous reason is he goes, in chain restaurants, the servers are all so nice to you and it's fake. And you know, he goes, he compared servers at a chain restaurant to strippers. He said they're like strippers because it's fake nice. Because they only are doing it for tips. Hey, pal, wherever you go, I don't care if it's a chain restaurant or the classiest restaurant in New York City. The servers are all there and going to be nice to you 
for the tips. He's making it sound like if you go to some other restaurant that's not a chain, the servers are, they have, he goes, they have, I feel like I have to earn their niceness. What? They're working for me. They should be nice if they want me to give them a good tip and they need to offer me good service. It's not the other way around. That's why they're paid. That makes no sense. He's like, uh, they shouldn't be extra nice to me because uh, because they're being extra nice because they want to please you. You're the customer. They want a good tip. That's why they're nice. He made it sound like you go to another restaurant, they're not going to be nice. That You have to earn them to be nice to you. That make that I was like, what are you talking about? In the highest quality of restaurants, I, I you would think that they would be the most nice. Of to you. course, he's making it sound like, oh no no no, as a customer, you have to earn them being nice to you. You have no. to earn their niceness. Wait, no. what? What are you talking about? That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. They're gonna serve you even more at a high-quality restaurant than at a chain. And, yeah, people go to chain restaurants because they know what they're getting. They actually like that, that if they go to one, uh, like, say, Texas Roadhouse in one state and they go to Texas Roadhouse in another state, it tastes the same. People actually like that. They don't want to go out and try different things. They like it. So what's wrong with that? And if I've always said this. If it's good food, it's good food. I'm not saying that every chain restaurant, every dish has good food. Look, we live in the New York, New Jersey metropolitan area. Why would you ever go to like an Olive Garden when we have such great Italian restaurants? Now, if you're not from this area and you know nothing. Now, in this day and age with the internet, you should be able to like research and things like that. But let's just say you're not somebody who really wants to, like I've been saying, go outside of their comfort zone, and they want to go to the Olive Garden. All right, well, there it is. You could still go. It's still making money. These places still make money. Listen, again, New York, New Jersey, we have the best pizza in the world, hands down. I'm not going to get into debate if it's New York or New Jersey, who's better. Forget that. That doesn't matter. We know we have the best. But guess what? Guess who still makes money in New York City? Sbarro. Domino's. Sparrow. McDonald's. Yeah. All of these chains make money. That And they serve pizza. But we have right down the street, down the block, there's a better pizza place. But people want there's certain things that they might like. There's nothing wrong with that. So to act like, oh, I like diners. But I don't like chain restaurants and diners because they have everything. And, and look, yeah, diner food might taste a little different here and there. That's that's true. But to write it off for Frank's stupid reasons, of course, is another Frank Moranoism. Or or as somebody asked the question, hey Frank, when you were a little kid, did they name you Frank Moron? Is that what they pick on you? And somebody call you Frank Moron? And he was like. No, I don't think that ever happened. I'm like, yeah, what are you talking about? That never that happens here. It happens right in front of you, although. Like uh, that guy, Frank Mora, I mean Morano, all the time. 
he's acting like it never happened. This is the most, and he goes, and he even said like, oh, that's just like so uncreative. Well, you're talking about fourth graders, of course. In their minds, it's very creative. It's the smartest thing they've ever thought of. Yeah, to say, oh, your name's Morano. Oh, you're Frank Moron. I mean, as a fourth, when you're in fourth grade, you're nine years old, that's as funny as funny can be. So I think he was lying about that to say that no one ever called him Frank Moron because we know that's not true. And don't ask me how, well, you know how I know. Anyway, um, he, he was asked about a female co-host, if he was forced to have a female co-host, and who would it be? And right away he said Marlena Shivo, as Marlena is at the door. The safe answer. Yeah, I mean, she's right there. And she didn't even hear it, though. She walked in, and what did she say? What did yeah, she but- say? What did but she, she, that's because of the delay. She hadn't heard it yet, but she would have heard it because she's in the hallway because there's a delay in the hallway. So she heard it. She came in because she heard her name through the glass because she was right out the door. So then we told her exactly what it was. And you know what Marlena did? Rolled her eyes. Because she, she, she knew. Cause she knew she's standing right there. She was all figures. Figures because I'm here. Just just happened to be here when that question was being asked and answered, but that that was his answer, of course. And then we had Gina in Brooklyn. Gina in Brooklyn asked Frank if he ever played hooky in school. And I will give you right now what Frank's answer to playing hooky in school was. Here is what Frank had to say about that. Frank, I was just wondering, did you ever play hooky when you were in high school? And if you did, what'd you do on that day? Absolutely. Uh, I think uh, as my last two years of high school, I think you, I probably played hooky more than I attended class. <laughs> I, um, I, what did I do on those days? I did all sorts of things. I would, um, I would hang out with my friends. I would uh, work on political campaigns. I would uh, produce television shows. I would uh, call talk radio shows. I would uh, play sports. I would, um, I'd read. I would, uh, I would do all, all sorts of things. I would, um, a lot, you know, I was friends with a lot of the other teachers. So a lot of times I would play hooky from whatever class I was supposed to uh, be attending and then just go and hang out in another teacher's class that I was better friends with. So I would um, mostly just socialize, honestly. That's what I would do. All right. So the first thing, or, the, or I'd say the last thing you just said was he would play hooky, cut class, and hang out with another teacher. So the other teacher is now complicit in Frank cutting another class. One, he makes them complicit by going to the hanging out with another teacher, which is odd that, you know, you're 14 and you're hanging out with a teacher, number one. Number two, the answer that he gives, what did you do? He says, I was working on campaigns and producing television shows. Now- First of all, who the hell does that at 14 anyway? That's the first thing. And that answer, very, very reminiscent of another answer Frank gave. Now, this is what he said back in March. This was March 1st of this year. 
you know what I was doing at 14? I mean, I was running political campaigns. I was, uh, I was, you know, producing television shows. I was, uh, I had a whole army of people uh, calling radio shows. I was doing pre-recorded bits on radio. You see that? He had an army of people calling An radio? army. But that's what he said then. So now we find out he was doing all of that while playing hooky when he was supposed to be in school. Supposedly. I mean, r- r- what political campaign is he running while he's supposed to be in school? Eighth grade and, class president? Yeah, and who is it? Who is the politician that is letting 14-year-old Frank Morano run his political campaign? What television show is Frank Morano producing at 14? Who's letting him produce a show? Besides the fact that we know, I, I know what he was doing. At 15, he was doing Morano Vision, his public access show. That's what he was doing. And let me tell you something. We watched the other day. I watched the intro to Morano Vision. Ay, ay, ay. You could tell a 14-year-old Frank produced That's all I'm going to say. It was 15-year-old Frank because he, he, he used that Bruce Hornsby song because he was talking about because I played this song the way it is. And he goes, oh, this this was for his friend's birthday that used to help him on his show, the public access show. They volunteer. So Ken pulled it up. And we're watching the intro. And this intro went on forever. I was like, this is an intro or a montage? Because this thing, there's like a three-minute intro. I was like, what is this? And I look, I mean, the graphics are old. God, I mean, the thing's got to be 20 years ago, 20 plus. I get it. But I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. But who in the hell is letting a 14-year-old run their political campaign? And who at 14 is doing that? Nobody. What was I doing at 14? At 14, I was going to the arcade with my friends. That's what we were doing, going to the movies. I wasn't like, hmm, let me see who's on the Democratic ticket this year for uh, for city council or whatever in my town. Or or you think I was like looking at who's running for president and what's the poll numbers say in 1984 when I was 14 years old? No, I was not. I wasn't looking at politics at all. I knew we had President Reagan. I knew Vice President Bush. That's all I knew. I didn't know anything beyond that about politics. Frank was running the campaign for the infamous Staten Island Chuck. Right. That's exactly who he was running the campaign for. Staten Island Chuck needs a campaign to be the Staten Island, uh, what is it? Groundhog. Groundhog, yeah. The Staten Island Groundhog. Because he was against, it was Chuck and... Uh, Charlie, right? The other Chuck, Charlie, and Charles. They had to pick between those three, of which was going to be the the Staten Island. What a tight race! Yeah, Groundhog. Was it going to be Chuck, Charlie, or Charles? And, and Chuck won. And then it was, that's the one that De Blasio dropped and killed. <laughs> and right? then and then and then we got Puxatawney Phil after that. Yeah, he he went out he went out to he went out to Pennsylvania and he was running that campaign for Puxatawney Phil because he was the incumbent. To see, he he was going up uh, against another groundhog, Puxatawney Pat. That's what his name was. <laughs> Frank had to make sure Phil got reelected to stay the <laughs> official. Groundhog. I heard there was some shady money dealings. Yeah, there probably that. was. He was getting paid under the table by Puxatawney Phil. So, I mean, the fact that he gave the answer tonight practically identical to the answer that he gave months ago. And now I find out 
when he was saying it months ago, he was actually playing hooky. He wasn't going to school so he could run political campaigns and do TV shows, if you really want to believe that. Now, as was alluded to earlier, this morning's $1,000 minute was the last $1,000 minute. It is the end of an era. It has come to fruition. It is no longer going to be a staple of the other side of midnight as we are putting it to bed. Uh, Three winners in, I guess you could say, three years. There was not a winner for over a year. There was no winner. Then there was practically back-to-back winners within like a day of each other. And then somebody won a few months ago. And we have never had another winner. Now, here's the thing about this. Goodbye, good riddance. Who the fuck cares about this stupid thing? Because you know why? This showcased, I mean, it showcased how stupid the audience is. I mean, even today, the first question, how many vowels are there? And the guy said seven. Now, I'm in the control room. Jake and I are in there. We're doing other things. I'm looking at music. I'm looking at this log for the show that I keep. I'm, I'm, we're doing other things while it's happening. All I'm listening for is for Frank to say no so I can hit the buzzer. That's all I listen for. So I'm not really. But apparently the guy said seven and Frank just kept going. I mean, if I A, E, I, O, U, and sometimes Y is six. So if he would have said five, I think that's acceptable. I think if he would have said six, that is also an acceptable answer. Now, if you want to be, I guess, technical, it's only five because you won't count Y because it's sometimes Y. So, because if you ask the question, how many vowels are there in the alphabet, I guess the technically correct answer is five. Yeah. Would you guys agree with that? I think so. All right. So if you give him leeway when he says six, okay. Well, what's the seventh vowel in this guy's mind? What was it? Z? F? His answer was very quick, too. It was... Yeah, he was seven. Well, that's what happens with the $1,000 minute. People answer very quickly, and that's why they lose. And again, it showcased how dumb this audience is. The fact that... I mean, the questions that people got wrong... Some of the questions. The pizza question. Talking about the easiest questions ever. Britney Spears. Well, that was tonight. And that's like, you got to know that. But I'm talking about this. Jake, here here was a question somebody got wrong. I'm not kidding you. What is the capital of New York? Albany. No, that was not the question. The question was even, even easier than that. What city? is the Empire State Building located in? And the answer... What did they say? Albany. That's why I was thinking Albany. They answered Albany. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly! I want to see the statistics of what what question people got out on. And I would would think number one has to be up there. It probably is up there. I would say it's definitely within the first five. Yeah. It's definitely... I mean, look, there are certain things that if you're not, if you're not, if you don't follow everything or listen to everything, 
on your watch TV and you watch movies and things like that, yeah, you're going to get questions wrong because you're just not going to know. It, yeah, look, if you if you ask a Star Trek question and you're not into Star Trek, you're not going to know. But then there were some times that he would ask like a, a something that he was talking about that day and they'd get it wrong. Now, there were other times that he'd ask questions that people felt were not good questions because he'd say like, what's my sister's name? And like, it just, it would, it was a question meant to show that, well, did, have you listened to this show? And usually if he asked that type of a question, he would mention, he had mentioned it a few times during the show. So, I mean, literally you could ask who's the president and people would be like Trump. I mean, that these are the questions that people would get wrong. Like the easiest questions you could ever imagine. And that's why Frank, people used to get annoyed because he'd never go on with the rest of the questions. Once they lost, that was the end. Because he's like, well, you lost on question four. I got six more questions that I could use tomorrow. I don't, gotta, I don't have to use all the questions. Once, if they got really high, they got the seven, eight, nine, he might give them the last question because he wanted to see if they get it right kind of a thing. But a lot of times he didn't do it. Now, tonight, of course, he did do the rest of the questions because we're not doing it anymore. That's it. So we're going to do other things. It had its time, and now it's over. Nobody, we're not going to worry about giving people prizes. You don't have to worry about all the arguing, uh, arguing, all the arguing and arguments that would happen in the Murano Radio uh, haters and fans, fans and haters Facebook page. Again, that's the Murano Radio fans and haters Facebook page. If you haven't joined it, you want to join up with that and see what's going on there. They are talking about it now because it's the end. And now, of course, see, this is what happens. When something's gone, when something's there, they, but as soon as it's gone, they miss it. They want it back. Yep. So, yeah, it's all, all in retrospect. And again, that, that I'm sure is what's going to happen with the $1,000 Minute. That people will be like, bring back the $1,000 Minute. We like to hear how stupid people are. I mean, that's what it's going to be like. But now I'm glad I don't got to hear this crap anymore and just shake my head going, oh, my God. You don't, these people are a bunch of morons. You don't got to worry about wrong questions being bypassed either. Oh, yeah, when people try to they, – well, they tried because they didn't know the answer, and they'd be like, pass. But like, no, no, there is no pass. It's, it's, I mean, it's called $1,000 a minute. Answer 10 questions in 60 seconds. You can't pass. I was talking about, I was talking about Frank not getting, not uh, pointing out that there are not seven value, values. Oh, you're talking about, oh, you're talking about Frank missing yeah. when somebody gives Bypassing, a wrong answer. Meaning, yeah, somebody's a, giving the wrong answer. Somebody's giving a wrong answer, and Frank doesn't even know that it's the wrong answer. Exactly. Yeah. And that's happened. That did happen a few other times where I stepped in and I'd hit the buzzer because I was hearing that it was the wrong answer. And I go, all right, that's wrong. I mean, that did happen a few times. So now we don't have to deal with any of that stuff, and we'll move on to bigger and better things. All right, we've talked enough. If uh, you're listening to this, The Darker Side of Midnight, you want to listen to The Other Side of Midnight for the same day, today being August 18th. Remember, again, join the Murano Radio Fans and Haters Facebook group and see what's going on there. And we end it like we always do. Your influence counts. Have your pets spayed or neutered.